0: You'll find us here, moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number two fifty five. This is a redo because the first one didn't come out very good. Ever. Audio, audio problemos, audio so, issues. Yeah, so we are going to do redo two fifty five. That's why if you're if you're keeping score at home, you're like two fifty four, two fifty six. What happened to two fifty five? Well, this is two fifty five. Right there right it right is. Now. That's right. All right, so. In normal fashion, this edition of the Move Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Aaron. Yes. I know it's been windy of late.
2: A little bit. It was... (coughs) It's called April here, (laughs) apparently.
0: Yeah. The month of April
2: is like, oh, gale force winds. Yeah. Nice. Like, usually it's like, oh, it's 30 again. But no. No, no, no. It's every day over 50. So it has been quite windy it's been very windy so if you were
0: uh out doing your sheep work and what have you and you wanted to keep the dust out of your hair would you like a nice hat
2: i would that would be fantastic
0: fantastic well you're in luck my friend
2: well how about that
0: our good friends at axon are giving away uh for the month this this coming month here till till they come back on again in may um they're giving away a free alliance baseball cap Right on. So send your details to marketing at axontire.com, and uh, they'll make sure to send you in the mail a free Axon, uh, Axon, not Axon, Alliance baseball cap. So you get that. So now you got a Firestone T-shirt last month, now you got an uh, Alliance baseball cap.
2: And you got some cold steel before that. got some cold steel before that. Cold steel in your pocket.
0: So it looks like to me you're ready for a good fishing trip. Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? So if you're interested in getting that free hat, send an email to marketing at at axontire.com, and they will be sure to send that out to you. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. (laughs) You haul a lot of stuff valley. Yeah. I love working with those guys. Terrific. I mean, I just worked with them not very long ago getting something. It's just like, hey, Pete, you know, do this, do that. I need this. Oh, yeah, no problem. We'll get right back to you next thing you know. It's like, oh, I I hung up the phone, and there's the piece of equipment. Exactly. Sitting
2: out there like an aura. The best best thing beyond that, because... Nothing's exactly really quick right now, but they know machinery, so you don't have to go and oh, what is yeah. that? What does it measure? Yeah. What is this? What is that? It's this with these tires, yeah. Okay, on it. So, a combine, is
0: that got the big tires in the front or the back? You don't yeah. get that
2: question. You don't Show that up question. with a box yeah. truck, yeah.
0: I need a bo- what? What are you doing here? Yeah, I thought we were hauling a combine,
2: but I do like the fingerless gloves and Crocs. <laughs> and sweatpants (laughs) yeah all right
0: no matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer an auction or a private party ag direct can help you finance it you can even apply online at agdirect.com learn more about your financing options at
2: agdirect.com all right aaron yes so real quick (laughs) yeah i don't know that we've gone fishing together
0: We've never been fishing together. I
2: don't believe so because you're pretty serious about that. Yeah. And usually, when you're pretty serious, I usually step back. Yeah. Other than this, but I don't know that we need to go fishing mm-hmm. because apparently, what you go fishing in is a t-shirt, a ball cap, and a knife, and, and that's knife. it. I usually have shorts of some sort on.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there's that. Typically, I mean, okay. I've you have had to do stranger things. You never know. Yeah. And but sometimes I- when you go fishing. There's a few rules that you have to apply to. Hey, what's rule number one? What's rule number one? Party. No, not party. No, it's not party. If you're fishing, it's a party.
2: That I agree with. Right? There we go. If
0: it's a party. Sometimes you catch a buzz. Sometimes you catch a fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just depends on what you're doing when you're fishing, right?
2: Depends on what you're after more, I'm sure. That is true. And sometimes it's both. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes, not all the time, rarely. Yes, rarely. I would prefer to just take the boat. Oh, darn, we forgot the rods at home. Now what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that too. Throw her in neutral, boys. I've got all the way to the
0: fishing spot that's an hour and a half away. I'm like, oh, cool. You get the fishing pole and you forgot the bait. That's great. So cool. We're going to see if we can catch on these blades of grass. Yeah, doesn't uh, always work well for everybody. You just involved.
2: go into old case warrior mode yeah. and noodle everything. At times,
0: I've caught snakes and and then gutted a snake and then used it as bait. Man, Done that. for real, for real. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I mean, I, I diced up the rest of the snake too, and you know, I used you know little chunks of snake for bait, and you'd be amazed what you catch. Man, old snake is not to jack around. You know what I mean? So crickets, use cricket slot. Done that. Grasshoppers. Hmm um it's quite a deal about anything you can find anything you can fashion into a lasso works out well
2: a Lasso. i got a red lobster does that <laughs> count <laughs> i got a red lobster and long john silvers I don't, what show was i watching when they were doing that
0: my kids was watching with my kids like what you do is you take this and you fashion yourself a lasso i don't remember what <laughs> i don't remember what show it was but it was a lasso made it. it made me laugh so now I I walk around the house all the time. Like I'm fashioning myself a lasso. <laughs> <laughs> so all right.
2: <clears throat> oh goodness.
0: The what we did on 255 last time is we talked about price increases, right? I mean that's the one thing that we've never really discussed here much on the Moving Iron Podcast as to as to what that looks like in, in the the myth out there, you know, is that if you raise prices by a certain percentage, all the used equipment comes right along with it. And that's that's true in this particular environment in right now. Whatever you raise, the price increase, the used equipment folds right along with it.
2: To a point. Um, to a point.
0: Right. I mean, it's not like a one for one deal, but um, one de- deal. And it
2: depends on what segment. Sure
0: it does. Absolutely. Each segment's going to be more. Right now, if you're talking tractors, especially high horsepower, real crop tractors, it's a one to one ratio. Right. right.
2: You know, yeah. If if, you're, if if anything, the used is ahead sure oh yeah and I mean, there's been yeah. a lot of increases yep
0: and that's and that's one thing there so if you're talking so we'll just start there with tractors right so tractors have a uh have a uh, a one-to-one ratio right now and i would agree i mean i'd argue that with anybody that if you start looking at um you know the 300 plus horsepower row crop tractor um even even some of the smaller you know you know 225 to to 275 280 like in their range you're still seeing the same similar deal um that she was there oddly enough the one the one deal where i would say that and it's been the, the commas market probably in this whole thing and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the used marketplace is a little bit more available than others is is some of these um loader tractor ranges right yeah to some extent i mean anymore right now everything's kind of bare but i mean up until probably i would say two months ago a loader tractor was relatively available
2: yeah and it's it, it's funny to see because so much of the what we call a loader tractor to us so everybody knows is typically 130 to 160 PTO horse size tractor right so 7800s 44 40s right you know on up to 6175
0: r's right
2: <clears throat> so many of those are state mowers right so it's funny the marketplace will be like wow there's like three out there what are we gonna do right we've already had our two waves and then oh Three other dealers had their wave, and now there's tons of them out there. Yeah. So it's it's really cyclical because of that. And then the other thing, you know, like like we were as far as readily available being, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, the under a hundred, yeah, there's available. You can get something bought, you know, that kind of thing, but. In that, say one hundred and forty plus engine horsepower, one hundred and forty to one to two hundred. Right. That is really hard. Yep.
0: It's definitely gotten to be a point where there's there's significantly less amount of those in the wear, and it kind of goes back to you know the state tractors come off. Right. Um. They sat on the lot for a little bit. Guys kind of got their kind of walked their way through what, what was out there and, and kind of checked down to what what they needed next and. You know, here of late, you know the cattle buyer—they've um, come to the table and bought a lot of those up. I mean, they've upgraded from the, you know, the, the Ott series to a to, right. a to an R series, you know, yep. in a lot of cases. And they've got, but a lot of those have ten, twelve, fifteen thousand hours on them, you know. And they've got—and the one that just
2: know, left the dealership will have that many before it comes exactly, back too. So. Exactly right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the thing there. But I would say overall, when you're looking at tractors, for the most part. It's a one to one ratio. Yeah. Now, in normal times, when you go back to like uh, a normal used equipment period, and I would say when I when I'm I'm going to preface this when I'm talking normal used equipment periods, I, I'm, I'm talking like 2000, not 2014, 15, 16. Right. I think those were that was a dip. You know. I think yeah, I, I'm going to talk dip. like you know late 17 into 19. That would call
2: that a normal.
0: Yeah. Period.
2: Right? Yeah. A normal or, period, or, or maybe like five to eight. Yeah, that'd be another good another good period of time as well. Where, where five to eight, you were you were kind of climbing up, yeah. And the seventeen to nineteen, actually seventeen to nineteen, was pretty level. If yeah. not, you were ever so slightly ticking, right? Just just half a degree up. Right,
0: because what you saw there was you had you know you still had the fourteens fifteens and sixteen uh i'm sorry, the twelve thirteen fourteen model machines were still um still play you know they're still out there still an issue that we were dealing with flying through, but the
2: but they were thinning out,
0: but the manufacturers were they were coming off you know. 15, 16, and seventeen—some very lean years of, of manufacturing. Right. So you had a, you had a pretty steady supply coming back in, right? Yeah, <laughs> there you was no a, flood to
2: worry about because uh, there just wasn't the machine you population. Yeah, very
0: manageable machine population. Right. right? So Absolutely. If whatever you were talking about, whatever you were doing at the time, you had a you had a very easy, comprehensive way to go through that and check down. Now you're still fighting the twelve, still fighting the thirteen, still fighting the fourteens, but yeah, you know, you're still able to check down and, and work your way through. Some some fifteens and some sixteens and some seventeens, and you know the the one year old eighteens or the one year old nineteens and then you know all the wheels fell off in twenty, you know and we had that that whole thing happened, but with with the coronavirus and everything else kind of slowing things down, but right, uh, twenty things sped up because we you know there's a lot of CFAP fat money that showed up, yes, right? and, you know, that, yep that. That pushed a lot of guys into some profitable levels where they were like, "Okay, I'm going to go get my new tractor now." Yep, a newer tractor, exactly. Or whatever, whatever the situation might be. So that's one thing. Um, but even then, I would say that if there was, you know, whatever the price increase was on a tractor, um, you are probably you're probably going to recognize somewhere between sixty and seventy five percent. I would guess. Yeah. Of that overall price increase. So if it's a you know four percent price increase, you're going to get. Two and a half to three percent of that back to the tractor
2: right I now. would say it it kind of with a tractor with a yeah. row crop tractor, a magnum and eight thousand mm-hmm. a t eight whatever with those tractors, in the leanest of times you're probably down at fifty right and at the greatest times you're probably seventy five probably normal 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 good times yeah. not ridiculousness that we currently reside in
0: right yeah yeah so that's that's one thing to look at there you know so then so let's jump over and take a look at what we see happening in um, my opinion would be the next we're going to save combines for last because that's it's a whole podcast by itself but um bring your
2: scale (laughs) let's
0: talk about sprayers sprayers and four-wheel drives to me i think are are two machines that when you are talking about these two rigs for whatever reason if one is hot another one's not and it's just been like that since i've been in this business um i think and that's because
2: they bounce off each other i said they really do yeah because you're either you know take the month of april Mm -hmm. you're either you're you're either tilling it or you're burning down right you're not doing both typically right Yep. So there you go,
0: and I would say that the four wheel drive has gotten to be a little more um, commonplace on a lot of farms than oh yeah than if, they have been because they're very versatile now. I mean, guys are putting three points of PTOS on them. They're using them as grain cart tractors, tillage tractors, planting tractors. There's a um, lot of
2: four wheel drives man. anymore that are planting tractors, man. Yeah, a lot quite, quite a, few, a few quite a few and if you're looking
0: at those things so those two things to me i mean it, and those things will fluctuate you know right now obviously if it's a four-wheel drive or a sprayer either one and it's available you probably have a buyer for it
2: right, right? Um, oh and, absolutely you know I mean? it's especially just, it's just, the the four-wheel drive yeah
0: it's just a crazy time that we live in
2: and, and that is so a sprayer really kind of depends what it is four-wheel drive though i would say if it you know if it's a decent nine R under five thousand hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about price increase. Right now,
2: I think I think
0: the price increase on a four wheel drive to me is, is probably you're probably you know eighty five to ninety percent right now of that price increase yeah. is being recognized by the use on both both of those four wheel drives and sprayers both. Really?
2: Yeah. I would say maybe a little higher on the tractors. And there again, it's very, um, very spec-specific. Spec- yeah. yeah,
0: very spec-specific. Specification
2: Specification-specific. That's right. Wow. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, we've had lots of guys that walked away from a four-wheel drive because it didn't have PTO.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and PTO is less of a deal because you can throw that on. You can throw a three-point on. Lord knows if you do both of those, it's six right? digits almost anymore. Yeah. Used to be able to do both of them for twenty five, but those days are gone. Um, but the bigger thing is the high flow because you you can't add that. that, No.
0: And those are things that are just anymore with hydraulic, you know, the size and speed of what we're doing, right? The hydraulic need for these machines is just grown and grown
2: and grown. Exactly.
0: So I would say in, in normal times, when I'm looking at a four wheel drive, depending on if they're hot or cold. That you're probably going to get somewhere between, I would say, fifteen to sixty yeah. percent, of, of that price increase will be recognized there. And the sprayer, again, sprayers kind of go in waves a little bit, like almost like planters to some extent, where we we flood the market with sprayers and we and we wash out, and then we they're totally drain the marketplace of sprayers and then go back and sell a bunch more sprayers and then that kind of creeps back up and then it kind of comes back out again yeah
2: sprayers very rarely have like a steady healthy market
0: no either we have way too many or not enough right and it's a it's just and i think a lot of that is in the past so many of these uh
2: commercial application
0: yeah they'll go out and they'll go out and get their own and they'll be doing good and they'll they'll say so, you know what i can afford that spray now i'm gonna go ahead and get that spray i'm gonna go use it just that and the other thing and then when it comes time to get a new sprayer they're like you know what I, it's cost me about as much to have the commercial guy come do it you know when i look at payment and this other things and blah 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 my cost breakers it might it might be a little more for the guy to come do it but you know i'm not gonna upgrade my spray i'm gonna keep the one i've got and what i can't get to i'm gonna hire the co-op right agent, right you know and you see a lot of that that back and forth there um so to me i think having
2: my own sprayer was a great idea till i got that third year inspection
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i think that's when uh, to me i think when you're looking at sprayers it really depends on where you're at in that thing but i would again i would echo that that 50 to 60 percent of the of the
2: sprayers more so than the tractors of course you're only dealing with what four of the most common ones probably Sure, sixty, forty four, forty five, thirty eight. For for us, we don't do much for thirties and no twenty threes. Right of the previous regime, right. Well, that's what would be out there used. So it's appropriate. I didn't screw up yet. (laughs) When when you look at those units, it's it's so hit or miss. When forty fours first came out, you you could have put half a mil on a used one and got rid of it. Right, if it had the right stuff. Same on a 60. 45s, you either cannot give those things away or you're trying to buy 30 of them to somehow right. touch demand. Yeah, And it's like through the years, the 38 when that series came out was the end-all, beat-all. That's the one you got to have. And it's like every year... It loses a little mystique. have you mm-hmm. noticed that at all?
0: Well, I think because tank sizes people want bigger tank sizes,
2: right, but it used to be the big the big complaint was that the 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 forty nines okay back okay. then yep. they're too heavy, they're too heavy, yep. they're too heavy well a forty nine uh forty five isn't lighter, but no. it's like now it doesn't matter. Oh hell, I mean, just well yeah, I mean now, now we need the big one, so. Just yeah. deal with it. And I think that was part of it. I mean, you look at
0: the, some of that, that asked you, now you went, you know, 800-gallon tank was, uh you know, kind of like the mainstay for a while. I want 800 right. gallons. And then, you know, the, the ASPs were getting, uh I'm going to get that 1,000, you know. And then, you know, the, the, the farmer was like, I want 1,000. Right. And the ASPs is like, I want 1,200 gallons. And yep. then, now you're, you're kind of running a, an even mix between 1,000 and 1,200-gallon, 1, depending on where they're at, what they're doing, what's a crop thing, what what's what are they spraying, you know, all these different things come into play. And you're seeing more people adopt, you know, the twelve hundred gallon tank size of machine. Now you got this big sixteen hundred gallon tank, you know, it's come out now, and that's that's gonna be, you know, for the folks that've got a lot of acres to cover, you know, right. and, or, you know, I could see some more ASPs going down that road. But again, it comes back to a weight issue, and, and what, are they, what, can they, what are their trailers rated at, and all those kind of things.
2: Exactly. You know, the other thing, this is probably why the Demise, <laughs> Demise, good Lord, the slight downturn of the 38 is when, it back, back in the 30 series, when that 48 came out, that was everybody's dream, 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 dream. Mm-hmm. Until your field was wet and it was full because right. they had a lot with that 1000 gallon tank. It right. was a lot of extra weight yep. on that same chassis mm-hmm. pretty much. So the 38 comes out and your 47 guys, a lot of them jump to that and right. your 48 guys are like, "Okay, cool. Now, yep. now it's not uphill battle yep. all day." And as those guys have either you know, you're dealing with a 40 seven size guy 4720 mm-hmm. 4730 he might now be teamed up with another 47 guy or maybe he's the guy that yeah it's got 3000 hours and it's in the back corner and I called co-op to come spray right you know yep. i i help as needed type deal mm-hmm. so that could be part of it too it's just that you you took 10 guys made them 5 and 3 of them are still trading. So, I think from a price increase standpoint
0: and how it affects the use, the more we talk about this, the more I think about it, and it's so pocketed.
2: Yeah. Right? Like right my- right now of of the of the use sprayers, the going from highest percent to new, right, to lowest, I would say 60, I would go just right down mm-hmm. backwards down the list. Yep. And Maybe forty four above forty five if it's the right forty four. But if you're in the south, yeah.
0: The smaller tank size is a bigger deal than the, the i thing. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like it's a swap. You know, like here, we want the most gallons we can go out and spray because we have huge open fields to go spray. Exactly. You got hundred and thirty two foot booms. Yep. You know, we're out there just getting after it. And then you go down south though, like Mississippi for example, and you talking to somebody down there, they've got they're still running, you know and 500 gallon tanks, oh yeah like
2: 6700 yeah is, you I know mean, so a, he'll sit a on top tank, of the hood and you know what's funny if a, a sprayer that we would have such a hard time selling in territory and i wish we had 10 of them a year because i can sell every one of them is a forty thirty with a 90 foot boom and a poly tank <laughs> <laughs> well not not so much that but but yeah so i mean that's and it's very pocket so I,
0: you know Depending on where you're at, that price increase is going to have a bigger and infa- right. bigger effect. Exactly on on what it is that you're doing. You know, you get up into the north uh, northeast. You know, you get in like Pennsylvania, Delaware. Um,
2: they would have no idea what they're going to do with that forty sixty. I
0: mean, it's just it's. I mean, they'd be like they'd be spraying a field and they'd take be the like, outer take the
2: outer booms off.
0: I mean, you mean some of these fields. I mean, I've talked to you know, we've had uh we've had folks on from up there and they're talking about the field sizes they work with. Oh yeah, like so it's a whole different thing. So yep. Pretty much what you see in the Midwest, um, you know, the High Plains in the Midwest and those kind of things, when you kind of get out on the peripherals of that, the east and the west side of that, size really shrinks, really, really shrinks. Oh, know? yeah. And so that's going to have a big a big kind of caveat as to what that looks like. You get more
2: people, too.
0: Yeah. And same with four-wheel drives. Yeah. Someone runs a four-wheel drive in um, some of these areas, bigger row crop areas, like in the south, for example, you know... They don't see a lot of four wheel drives down there right. farming. You know what I mean. Yep. You see a lot of four wheel drives down there. You know, building dikes and and you know. Yeah, if it's you know, a four wheel drive,
2: kind of it's got a pan. Right.
0: And you know, so you see those kind of things. But you get into like Ohio. I mean, four wheel drive isn't necessarily that out of out of whack. It's not necessarily.
2: No, there's there's lots of even small farms got one. Well,
0: that's like the ninety. That's like where the ninety four ten was a three-point pto and right you know, 480 rubber was kind of that was that area you know Yep. that whole area so well yeah. and
2: that's what like that tractor that's what makes that tractor so cool because from C to C it's used somewhere right it's a planting tractor from here to the mississippi yep you know then it's either a planting tractor or it's the tillage tractor and then you get into the eastern time zone and it is a tillage tractor Yep. so depending on where you're at price increase is going to play a big effect
0: in my opinion uh on sprayers and foil drives yep. more so than anything else right all right so now we'll drop down to uh to planters right planters and seeding equipment just, and know a whole planters drills discs you know, not drills. Air seeders, air seeders, and uh, box drills, those kind of things are all going to start playing effect there. So, the air cedar marketplace is is as a wheat area, right? So, if you're a big wheat area the price increase is going to have an effect on the use if it's not a big weed area i don't know that price increase really has that big of a play because, right because you're looking at your customer base and what that looks like right exactly right <clears throat> so if you're in uh you know south central kansas and you have a 60 foot air dr- air drill uh you probably have a better marketable area
2: you must not have it advertised. <laughs>
0: and then if you would if you're in you know even up here where we're at i mean there's there's wheat where we're at but it's not dominant as dominant of a crop as what
2: we we still i've noticed we still to this day still sell way more 42s than 50s and 60s sure big time yep and and
0: those those big 60s are you know that's the west texas and Oklahoma Panhandle, Western Kansas, right, that kind of stuff. Where you know, where you're you're doing
2: Middlebury, land. Connecticut, yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't know about that. I don't know but. if you can unfold that <laughs> in the state. <laughs> You'd have you have have some problems there. But uh, so to me, I think the seed like wheat s- seeding stuff to me, air drills, those kind of things. Are, so that's a pocketed deal where you know you don't have. It just depends on where you're at and what that looks like. I'm
2: I would even able. maybe say maybe it plays off the the actual crop market a bit more than corn soybean stuff. Like what do you mean? Like for instance, <laughs> air air drills, rigid drapers. Mm-hmm. Take those two things. I feel like if if the Poverty grass, if you will. If the price is good on it, it you're going you're gonna to realize a lot of, maybe even extra, of price increase. Mm-hmm. But if it truly is poverty grass, you're going to get zero, zero, zero. That's that's what yeah. I mean. No, I think there there right. is a point with that stuff where it's we've been there. We've been to a point where please do not trade another air seater. Oh look, it's another forty two foot ten inch. Right. Awesome. Yep. Can't can't wait. Yep. Park it by the rest. You know. We we've we've lived in that world where there is zero increased realization right. just and that's because of the actual market. Right
0: you know yep yeah no i think that's that's probably it's probably a good point where you're at market-based wise because you're not selling a rigid dripper head or a rigid um you know pickup head or anything like that that you know finger pickups something like that or bat reels or something like that you're not selling something like that right exactly you're going into some kind of a, a, a you know a grass crop whatever right. that is you know if it's wheat or rice or whatever you know i mean like there's all that stuff that you got to play into so okay planters now planter is more universal right because if you're planting corn or soybeans or whatever it is that you're planting row crop wise you're using a planter right some guys will use air seeder to plant soybeans some guys will i've seen guys even knew a guy once that used an air seeder to plant corn but yeah i've seen it so i mean wasn't the prettiest field on the planet but i mean it worked right so now if you're looking at those things and you're and you're figuring out what's going on there the planner market right now i mean i i think the price increase on planners has has been one for one for a long time and it's been that way strictly because of of sheer numbers right Right. so yeah since like 2018 i would say the price increase has been pretty close to a one-to-one deal right um
2: Planners have kind of been living in a world that everything else is now joined. Yeah,
0: they're like, hey, what do you guys, yo, you're just now starting to perform. Cool. Well, we've been doing it for a while. Right. Right. You know, we're we're what you call a dynasty.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) So I think planners are, and and the thing about planners too is that the used market is getting to be a little bit more um, receptive to... Some of the stuff that you can put on planters, the fancy you know what I mean. Some of that stuff, I wouldn't say it's all universal because planters are probably the most fingerprint thing on the planet. But I mean, when you start looking at fertilizer systems,
2: you, um, you have guys making that jump, like the what we always talk about with combines, yeah. the 9600 to S670 jump. Right. You got you have guys doing that with planters now, right. yeah. they have. Heavy duty down pressure springs, All right. mechanical drive, and they're like, well, if I'm going to trade planters, yeah, why stop halfway? Yep, exactly. And I, I think, want the EE
0: man. Yep, and I think that's the uh, that's the one driving factor that we're seeing in planters. And I think if uh, they have the tractor for it, if they have the, the tractor thing. for it, and that's the thing where I think that you start looking at some of the stuff that you got to look at, even on you know some of these row crop tractors that they're pulling 24 row planters with i mean yeah you're good you're able to go eight to ten miles an hour with no problem but you start running the, your hydraulic oh yeah you know what i mean that's just like what we talked about earlier so i mean those things all have a have a huge effect into what 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 what's happening there. so i'd say planters right now are one for one if not they're like eight to one you know yeah 80 90 80, percent of that price increase is recognized on the back side of that so all right so that leaves us with uh combines and combines to me are a uh, commodity yeah i mean even <laughs> i mean even to this even where we're at right now your your overall marketplace is 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 going to be um, continue to struggle to, it, it know, i mean it's better than's been dude get me wrong but
2: in a daily battle on the front lines of combine world it it there are still problems. Units out there, yeah, tons of, sure, twelves and 13s still suck, yeah, they didn't all of a sudden become worth hundred and fifty, right, you know, yeah they're they' now, they're not sixty five soft, right, but they're not hundred plus soft, right, strong either, right so they they have bounced a little bit, but you know with, with that price realization thing. Right now, you certainly have it in a one-year-old. Right. By the time you get to two-year-old, it's a year hours. Right. Yep. So I would say,
0: in the best of times, where we're at right now. My opinion, I think a used combine recognizes probably fifty to sixty percent of the of the of the of the overall thing, and that really comes down to what what's available where you're at. In my opinion.
2: Yeah, I get if, it.
0: If you're uh, if you're in an area where you have, um, you know, hardly any one or two year old, yeah, seven hundred and fifty, you know, five hundred separator or less combines laying around, I, I think that your 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 demand is going to be way stronger. You know, I think you're oh, going to yeah. see a way you're going to recognize way more of that price increase, right? Yep. If you're in an area where you already have a bunch of, and know what I mean by a bunch, I mean like you have some sitting on the yard, right? Of of that thing, eh, who knows? You know, you're you're probably going to play that back and forth a little bit. But in normal times, I I think you're lucky to to get forty to fifty percent of the of the combine of the price increase to be recognized.
2: I was going to say twenty five to thirty, and that's because you'd get mad if I said zero. (laughs) Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was times
0: when there were times in you know. 12, see 14 and 15, where they didn't have any change in price and credit.
2: Yeah, right. The new
0: one went up, but the used one didn't follow it up. No. You know what I mean? No. It, it just didn't happen. And, and most of the time, you didn't recognize that until you were into the second trade before you really recognized that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, that, you know what, I didn't really see change. Well,
2: back then, that might have you know? been a a bullet rotor 60 series and that does have a little premium (laughs) to go south yeah might have been so so that's our that's my
0: two cents on on what we see as price increases go i mean we talk hay equipment those kind of things but i think hay equipment is is very um i think the price increase is levied by what the ability to produce hay for that year is right. right it's kind of
2: like the wheat thing yeah
0: i think if you're in a heavily irrigated alfalfa area that's a whole different conversation than if you're that's in grass hay you know I mean? oh
2: yeah it's also kind of a whole different line of machinery too oh yeah yeah, yeah totally different totally different deal so that's that
0: there so all right so we got a new segment that we're going to discuss here um and it's brought to you by tractor zoom and it's coming from their iron comps package that they have so Tractor Zoom, um, you know, I think they got a really good thing going over there. I think that what they have to offer is is something unique that we don't see in the marketplace, and, it, and it's just it's unbiased data, right? I mean, they're, they don't have a they just give you data, right? No skin
2: they're, in the game. Yeah,
0: I mean, they're just saying like, you know, here's auction data. We got five hundred plus people reporting auction data to us, and you know, here, here's what it is. We're just
2: yeah. collecting data. We you ain't know. got no lamb in the show. <laughs> there it is
0: (laughs) right so so each month we're going to one each week we're going to discuss kind of where we're at for auction values and basically we're going to go three years back two years back one year back six months back three months one month and then what the current month looks like and the idea being here that we're going to start seeing trend lines develop over time and this is for the month that we're currently in so uh, April right now so we're going to talk about April you know May will do the same time frame you know May 1st through May 30th and, and what that looks like so on and so forth so So that's where we're at so we're going to start with uh, tractors and kind of run through that so Broke the tractors out into three different categories so you've got the uh, basically what we would call a loader tractor the 100 to 175 horsepower tractor then you've got the 175 to 299, which would be somewhere like a mid-level row crop tractor. Yep. And then you've got the 300 plus, and those are, that's what that tractor. So the 300 plus tractors are going to be all your, your high horsepower row crops and all your four-wheel drives too. So that's what's going to fall into that. Right. <clears throat> so we'll start at the top here, and we will I, – I broke it out into two different segments. One is the total machine population for that time frame as well as – what five-year-old and newer machines were doing at that time, right? So, uh, the reason for that is the uh, you know the proverbial canary in the coal mine thing I talk about when it comes to auctions is what five-year-old and newer machinery is doing at the auction. That's really what you're paying attention to. And to some extent, you can say you go all the way out to me I'm ten to seven, seven to ten years out. But to me, five whatever a five-year-old or newer machine is doing at auction month over month has a hell of a lot more play in the marketplace than than a 10-year-old machine oh, knows, yeah. right that's where the dollars are at <laughs> and that's man. what's in demand typically right so i'll we'll go from there so three years ago which would be you know uh, what would that be 2019 um in april of 2019 uh, the average uh, auction value for 100 to 175 horsepower tractors were 18,527 dollars the five-year-old and newer were $56,633, right? So you fast forward again to a year, so two years ago, so 2020, uh, in April of 2020, the total machine population auction value was 21103 and the five-year and newer were 50627 So you saw just a tick drop in that in that range there too. So a lot of that had to do with one, machine population, number of machines that were out there, and two, uh, what was being auctioned off at the time, right? So go one year ago, so 2021, the average was $28,024, and the five year and older, or five year and newer, sorry, was 49216 So you're seeing a steady decline in value right. up to what we said. Now, jump up six months ago the five-year-old and newer jumped up to $69,000 on average, right, $69,091. And the overall machine population average was $24,936. 3 months ago, 24107 for the total, total population, 67231 two thirty-one for the five-year-old and newer. So that, if you're looking at that, what that tells me is that less machines were available to be auctioned. And that what they had out there was some high-houred stuff in this particular in a, in right. this particular venture. Yep. higher hourd than what was out there six months ago.
2: Right? Yeah. You know what's interesting also is... So my point is
0: higher-houred machines are bringing about the same amount of money that, that lower-houred
2: machines are bringing six months ago. Yeah. Which you've kind of been flying that flag a little bit. Yep. Because we're missing, we're missing blocks. Mm-hmm. We're, we're missing the the initial the initial block, yep. which slides everything down. No, um, what I was going to say, real quick side note: it's cool starting this in April, and then because your first two months are going to be your six months back, yeah, is very important because that's November and December. Yeah, that's right. Yep, exactly right. So one month ago,
0: twenty two. Th- Five thirty-five for total machine population. Fifty-five four twenty-three, and then the current month so far this month uh, in April, twenty-six thousand six eighty-six for the total machine population. Seventy-five thousand five sixty-nine for five-year-old machines. So that's a huge premium even over six months ago because these particular tractors had some, had two thousand hours
2: on them. Right. So. Absolutely. All right.
0: All right. So let's jump down and talk about the little tractors at 175 299 and kind of what that, I'm sorry, mid-range row crop tractors and what that looks like. Um, total machine population three years ago, 49, 366, five years old and newer, one twenty, two seventy seven. Okay. Fast forward a year, 50,457, 163 for the five-year-old machines. One year ago. $44,543, $149,250. Six months ago, he had an average price of 40873 and I couldn't find any um, uh, mid range crop tractors that were auctioned in that time frame. Didn't have any numbers available. And then three months ago, $49,573, and then $148,750. And then one month ago, it was 58821 so now you're starting to see a climb up, right? 58281 and then 152764 And then your current month is $49,537 with an average auction value for the five-year-old newer stuff at one thirty-six ten. okay? So probably what I need to do here when I when I lay this out, is kind of show one A is what's the number of machines out there, and B what's the average hours that you're showing? That uh, you're listed, right. So you could see a better, better yeah. picture of that, right? See what that picture, that better picture looks like. Okay. All right. Now, <clears throat> when you look at 300 plus, this tells a very, uh, very strong story of what we see happening here. I mean, this this shouldn't be a big shock to anybody. Okay. So three years ago. The total population was 78,954 with a five year old and newer average of 149,960. Two years ago, 93,272 and 191,618 for the five year old and newer stuff. So you're seeing you see a huge jump there, right? I know, year, uh, year over year. You see, even a bigger jump. Now the average drops a little bit here, drops down to 88,693 for the whole population. But the five-year-old newer stuff really popped at 223 even, right? So you're, you're even up another 30 grand over that. So you went 50, so you went 40 grand year over year between uh, three years ago and two years ago. You went another 40 grand over that uh, for one year. Uh, six months ago, the overall machine population was, the average was 70,151. I couldn't find any any uh, five-year-old and newer comps to pull there, so I'd go back and take a look at that again. But I searched and searched and searched and couldn't find anything. Three months ago, 108, 239. So you had a huge jump there. You had a jump um, from six months ago. He had a jump of what thirty-eight thousand bucks for just the average across the entire spectrum. Two hundred nine had a little bit of a drop um, in what the overall value was for the five-year-old and newer stuff. And then one month ago, it jumped up to one thirteen five. So he had about a seven. You know, what do you have like a five thousand dollar jump there uh, in the overall average and the three hundred thousand dollar average for the five-year-old and newer. So right. he jumped one hundred and so ninety-one thousand dollars. In, in one month, <laughs> granted again, that's hours and those kind of things. But still, it's ninety-one thousand bucks. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. I mean, I don't care how many hours. I don't care no matter had,
2: how you scale that, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's big. It is a boatload.
0: So currently, right now, we're sending about an eighty-five thousand one fifty-one uh, total machine population average, and your five-year-old and newer is three twelve five. you had about you even had another twelve thousand five hundred dollars jump in a, average auction value so far even just from a month ago yeah. so put that into perspective so if you're not using iron if you're in a, if you're in this business and you're not using tractor zoom's iron comps um i highly recommend that you do it it's it's a great place to source source what you're doing they've done a really good job of really collecting that auction data and making it easy for you to source it right they don't it's it's unbiased information it's just being reported in from 500 plus people out there so check that out so check out tractor zoom that's where their slogan is and i like the slogan it's one of my favorite ones where diesel meets data there you go i dig it it's one of my favorite things so with that i feel like it's a good stopping point uh make sure you check out the uh tractor zooms iron cons make sure you check that out uh, it's well worth your time. Give those guys, uh, Kyle McMahon, the guys over there, a call at, at TractorZoom.com and, and, and uh, they get the contact information there when you have a chance to see that. So I feel like it's a good place to stop the podcast here for today. Aaron, folks, I want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is it that you're doing. What's the best way to do that?
2: Uh, I'm pretty active on the Twitterverse, at AARonFintail. Also under that on Facebook and LinkedIn. And you can call me, text me, 308-760-1193, or email me, aaron.fintel at movingironllc.com.
0: Outstanding. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All that's at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn if you follow me there. That's the Moving Iron Podcast on LinkedIn. And then there's the Moving Iron Podcast youtube channel called the moving iron podcast youtube channel so check that out also uh i'm on snapchat as old case check me out there and you can find me there uh you can do that and uh last but not least if you're interested in coming to the uh, moving iron summit in nashville tennessee uh, well worth your time uh we talk about the same kind of stuff we talk about on here and plus you get a lot of good information from some some people out there that are going to tell you about the economic drivers that you see happen that are going to shape and mold this business throughout the next year. So uh, well worth your time doing that. If you want to check that out, go to movingironllc.com, go over to the Moving Iron Summit tab, click on that, scroll down, and you'll get all that information that you need there uh how to sign up and those kind of things so check it out if there's any information that you want to hear more about um that on these uh the iron comps uh stuff from tractor zoom that we're putting out here and hit me up at moving iron podcast at movingironpodcast.com and i will uh be sure to research that for you and i uh, will talk about it on the podcast so with that i am casey seymour with aaron finnell let's go with some iron folks out
1: You'll find us here. Moving on.